Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Locker and on the Twitters at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Joined as always for this first look show for week nine by Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS and Ben Rasa, Jack of all trades, master of many at Jazz DFS. What's good, brother? Not much. Yeah, man. We're, we're chugging week nine. Can you really believe it? Crazy. It insane. Uh, feels like the seasons are going on for three years. Also feels like it just started. So uh, excited to get into it a week from college basketball. I was just telling you guys before the show. So great time in the sports world. Jordan, what's going on, man? How did I know it wasn't great, but week eight for many of us ended in, you know, kind of crash and burn territory. But that's what happens sometimes with these weeks. I mean, Football is a volatile sport. The, the, the level of parity is absurd. Our boy Ben talked about maybe taking the Jets outright. And had he did that, would have paid off big time. But really, you look at there's a, a bunch of games, a bunch of teams, and a bunch of great players that just didn't come through last week whatsoever. But that's why we turned the page, right? Yeah. I mean, T, my buddy TJ over at 444 tweeted out something along the lines of, like, there's been 14 or 11 players that have come in 20 percent or above ownership on the Millie maker and four or I think it was like 11 of them have scored under 10 points four of them came in week eight it was one of the worst weeks for chalk I mean Mike White Justin Fields amongst the top five quarterbacks in the NFL this week for DFS is absurd to me I mean Ben you've got and and for what it's worth for if you guys haven't checked it out yet it's one of my favorite shows the Monday morning quarterback show May have heard that name before. It's better when we do it, though. Uh, 10 o'clock, or no, I'm sorry, 11 o'clock on Mondays. Adam Sharon, and Eric Link was break down the previous slate. They look at Fantasy Cruncher lineup study, all of that great stuff. Break down, dissect the Millie Makers, the winners, the losers, what worked, what didn't. It's super helpful going into the next week, taking those tips and lessons and what we've applied or what we've learned and apply it to the following weeks. But Ben, I mean, who would have thought that the Eagles route the Lions and Jalen Hurts has by far his worst fantasy performance of the season and Boston Scott and Jordan Howard account for four, four offensive touchdowns. I mean, you just can't predict that type of shit. No, I mean, it just it's it's funny the way that works. And it, it's obviously surprising, but it also kind of makes sense. One thing we've seen with Jalen Hurts was he was getting there on pure garbage time in a lot of different ways. And this was a game that even though people like the Lions in some regard, clearly uh, the Eagles had a chance to do that. And Jordan Howard being active was something. It was just one of those weeks. We saw a lot of weird things. The Calvin Ridley news set off a domino effect for me that really hurt. Uh, I got some guys into my lineups that I didn't really want to get in there, but it was a product of that situation. And, you know, it wasn't the worst DFS week for me. I, I was somewhat fine. The betting side wasn't great outside of the Jets, but uh, one of those weeks they happen. And I'm sure this won't be the last one we talk about this year. Well, we're happy to have you guys with us nonetheless, and we're going to get into it. Week nine, kind of a fun slate. As I was looking at it earlier today, taking a cursory look, trying to find good uh, spots at, at each tier at each position. I came across like multiple, just dead spots, right? Dead spots that at each position you're looking at and thinking usually on an 11 game slate, you wouldn't get this. So, we're going to talk about it all, each tier, each position right here today. But first, hit that thumbs up if you're excited to talk some football. I love doing this show because it's uh, the first ability to, or first opportunity to turn the page for week nine or whatever week is upcoming 
And you got some good games this week, no doubt about it. I think some really sneaky spots. So hammer that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, help us get to 70,000. We're cruising, man. We're close to 65K. Thanks to you guys hanging out with us every day. And if you want, see those gnarly badges in there? Pretty sweet, different colors, depending on when you became a member here and joined Team Awesome. The custom emojis that you get with it, of course, the shout outs and priority question answering whenever you have them and even comments if you leave some good ones. Hit that join there down below the thumbs up if you want to. If you don't, no big deal, but it's fun when we get people to hop on and, and join the squad here at Osmo. So if you do, welcome. If not, well, maybe some other time. Anyway, Ben, let's jump into this straight out of the gate with quarterback. The last week, like we said, Mike White, Jordan already pointed out fields, and then you have Hurts on the complete opposite side of that. Many other good quarterbacks kind of fell flat. You've got Josh Allen, who salvaged in that second half. It looked ugly early on against Jacksonville at 8,200, Rodgers at 7,500, Lamar at 73 at home against Minnesota, who couldn't handle Cooper Rush on Sunday night, and then Justin Herbert heading out east to face Philadelphia. But the one guy I actually want to ask you about first is Patrick Mahomes. How much should we be worried about Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense right now? And do we keep going back to him so long as he's priced, you know, in the upper echelon at quarterback? So, yeah, I mean, clearly there's some serious issues with this Chiefs team. And the interesting thing for me is like when I when I looked into it, it's like, okay, the nice thing is the volume has been massive, but the volume is kind of always massive. Even when they were a great offense, it's not like they took their foot off the gas. They've always had one of the lowest run rates in the NFL. So it doesn't seem like Mahomes, you know, you can can only throw the ball a finite amount of times. I don't know how much more he could get on the volume side. And right now, I mean, what is there to say? It's just not good. He has been mobile. He's been running, but clearly the offense has struggled. Kelsey did not look good last night. They did win the game, but uh, I get it. And I think they're always going to have merit to going to a chief stack. It's hard for me to say, though, he looks anything better than an average quarterback. I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but he's just not that good right now. The team is not functioning at a high level. If someone told me that Travis Kelsey was just nursing a wicked hangover, it wouldn't have shocked me at all. He was just i mean it was a shell of himself falling over fumbling it was rough jordan but i mean where do we turn with kansas city from here because they're facing green bay i I think we need to talk about this they're they're facing the green bay packers uh in a game that you know if we see any semblance of the old patrick mahomes this game could go insane it's got a 55 point total by it's the highest by far on the main slate yeah i mean with the chiefs like uh, Andy Reid's offense hasn't really developed since the last few years, and it feels like everybody has the same game plan against them, and it it's working to a T. The only difference is this year and years past is they don't have another receiver like a Sammy Watkins. I'm interested to see if they make a move for one. I feel like they need to because the Marcus Robbins and McCole Hardman and those guys aren't doing it. But as for this game, I don't know if I'm going to be paying the $300 more for Patrick Mahomes than Aaron Rodgers or even 500 more for, you know, just going down to Lamar Jackson because of the rushing upside. I think this is just the game where you just take Tyree Hill and just trust that because his target and volume is there and he's still been phenomenal. But Mahomes and the rest of the offense just hasn't gotten it together. So then, Jordan, where else are you going up top? I named a bunch of quarterbacks that are in pretty good spots. You do have Rodgers on the other side of that. We're expecting to get Devontae Adams back. Uh, And then Lamar Jackson, who just, it feels like weekly, 
he should probably be priced amongst the highest priced guys. And he's still in that like mid range upper or lower high tier, but he's got a matchup against Minnesota. Like I said, they couldn't stop Cooper rush last game. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely couldn't stop Cooper rush. And they also lost the Neil Hunter for the entire year, which is a huge piece on their edge. Like I think Lamar is going to be able to run on the outside. It's just going to be a matter of are the Ravens going to be able to, you know, hold the, defensive side of the things down enough so that Lamar's not playing from down 20 like he was against the Bengals, which made it so you had Lamar just kept throwing. Um, I, I think that game's like the better game, in my opinion, just because of the fact that it's a little bit cheaper on both sides of the ball. Ben, I'm just not buying into the Vikings pass defense. I mean, Carolina, sure, only allowed 188 yards against you know, a bad Sam Donald, but also the Panthers pass catchers had eight drops in that game, which was almost three times as many as any other team uh, against Detroit and Jared Goff. I don't care about that. You know, Baker Mayfield in a game that was just uh, disgusting. But then you look at like other spots where they, they got beat. They got carved up by, by, uh, by Kyler Murray and some other decent quarterbacks. But I, I just, I can't buy into it yet. And now you have Rashad Bateman, Marquise Brown looks like he's the real alpha on that offense. Mark Andrews has come into his own recently. I do like Lamar Jackson this week quite a bit. Obviously, everything is pending ownership, but then you have Lamar and Rodgers and some other guys like Josh Allen all the way at the top of the position. Yeah, I mean, it's very early in the week. I feel like Lamar is going to be, for quarterbacks, very, very popular. He should be, in my mind. Yeah. He's just got a different year that none of these other guys have. Josh Allen to an extent uh, as a red zone threat and he can run the ball, but Lamar is just unbelievable. But don't you think he should be more expensive? Like he's the That's what I'm saying. highest priced quarterback. He's going to be popular for that reason. He's right. He gives you a lot of flexibility. It's easier. It's, it's tougher to stack in the sense that it's not a prolific passer, but it's easier to stack in the sense that you're not paying a mega premium for any of his uh, top end options. So I, it's hard to push back on that. He's just good. Minnesota, I think you could argue they had the most disappointing loss in some regards. I don't know how you give that them and obviously Cincinnati, but like just you can't lose to Cooper Rush at home in a game like that. You just can't let that happen. So uh, going to Baltimore, it's hard to think that Baltimore coming off what was just an embarrassing effort against the, the Bengals. Uh, I expect Lamar to have a pretty damn good game. Do like I, among the top tier guys, is he your favorite? He is. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah, think it's, too. it's hard to argue. I mean, he just has, if he passes great, awesome. You're there. If he doesn't, he's the only one who can still get there. Like he can just do it all on his own isolated with running. He flirts with a hundred yard bonus, uh, just multiple ways to get there. And against the Minnesota defense, I'm not worried about at all. Ben, I'll tell you what, I know Hertz is coming off a rough game, but now you actually have a competent offense, right? That he's going to be going up against. And I, I didn't misspeak there. I'm saying he competent offense in the sense that he's probably going to actually need to throw the football. And when you look at the Eagles and when they face competent quarterbacks, uh, Las Vegas even take Derek Carr, 323 passing yards, Brady 297. But I mean, that was just because they, they destroyed them throughout the entirety of that game. Uh, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and company tore them up. Uh, Dak Prescott made a, a mockery out of them. I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts has 100 rushing yards on Sunday. I really wouldn't. Against the Chargers team, whose biggest weakness by a mile is their inability to stop the run, whether it's running backs or quarterbacks. That's the thing that 
we talked about that last week, and I, I was a little concerned about the Chargers because New England wants to run the ball, and we saw Harrison go right. torch them. 5.1 yards allowed per carry. It's 32nd in the league. So clearly, that is how they have to attack, and you hope, and it seems like it's very possible, that Herbert and Keenan Allen, these guys, uh, can keep pace or even push the Eagles because if that's the case, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, at a slightly discounted price is going to be very, very appealing as well. Yeah, and I know that the Chargers are a run funnel defense, but with Hurts, that's fine, and that's kind of the point here. So, yep, I, I I like that a lot, Jordan. Before we get to the lower tier, are there any mid range quarterbacks that that you're interested in? It's not a mm. not a super deep pool here when it comes to these six K guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on how you know lineup construction is, but I think you can get to Kirk Cousins against Baltimore. They they've been shredded through the air. On multiple occasions it's like one week it feels like they can defend people and then the next week jamar chase is going for 200 yards and they can't stop anybody on the Bengals' offense the minnesota passing attack is still something i believe in i know dallas kind of made it a little bit depressing and justin jefferson just came off one of the worst games i've seen him play i think that's the only spot i would be leaning towards i don't think i would go to burrow at 68 or even Dak coming off of that calf injury what about some of the cheap guys once you get into the sub-6K range, like Tua facing uh, the Houston Texans? That game is a 46.5-point total. The, the Dolphins have a, the eighth, seventh or eighth highest implied total right now on the entire slate. Uh, is he somebody that's worth looking at with an assortment of pass catchers he has in that offense? Yeah, early on in the week, I think I'll be going to look at it. But with all the injuries at each like of the other positions, I think there's cheaper guys that – I don't think I'll be paying down for quarterback this week. Um, this past weekend, it would have worked fantastic. But again, the, those top tier guys are in matchups that can break slates. Well, Tua against Houston, it just seems like one of those games that the Dolphins could just end up losing. Ben, I got news that, that might excite you. The Green well, that... Bay Packers, <laughs> after losing Robert Tunyon, are showing interest in Evan Ingram. I mean, what can you say? A guy coming off a prolific touchdown last night. You see that touchdown last night? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, that would be a great fit for them. No joke. It would. It would. I, I, yeah, I saw the touchdown. What about it? <laughs> That's right. More than Travis Kelsey had last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. That's right. Well, I was, was the best pitching. tight end in that game last night? Evan Ingram. I was Kyle bitching Rudolph. to you. Yeah, yeah Kyle Rudolph, that's, I, sadly. Before he scored, I was bitching to you, too. I was like, Ben, this guy's shit. And you I know, wasn't like, responding because I was so mad <laughs> that the Sixers won that game, even though I had the Blazers. Uh, Is that why then, you didn't respond? <laughs> yeah, and then, not to go on a tangent, but listen to this. I've said this multiple times to people this morning. The Boston Celtics, in the fourth quarter yesterday, had zero defensive rebounds. What? That's right. They zero no defensive re rebounds? Yeah, like that should be grounds for contract. I don't care that they've been around for 80 years. That should be the end of the franchise. That's crazy. 39 to 11, they got outscored in that quarter, and they had no defensive rebounds. The ball would just go out of bounds? I don't know what they did, but it wasn't <laughs> or the good. Ball, well, <laughs> hold on a second. The Bulls scored 40 points almost in the, in the fourth quarter. I would assume there weren't that many defensive rebound opportunities to begin with. Yeah, that's can confirm. Very that's disturbing. Wild. I'd have to look into that. It's just wild to me. Yeah, <laughs> I looked into it. All right. Uh, <laughs> what, did the, what did the Bulls shoot? 75% in the, in the fourth? I, I, I mean, they had, I, 
they didn't miss. at that point you were just you had resigned was, yourself to the fact that nothing's going to change it <laughs> yeah that this is going to be a rough night and uh in the hoops but i think that evan ingram would be an awesome fit in green bay would love to see that happen yeah no question man ben do you like anybody cheap here and i will point out too that uh if if Terod Taylor's active yeah. and starts, he is really cheap. He he is. We have to wait and see. I mean, I, I've said, and again, I don't think it's that crazy. I think Miami's the worst team. I really do. Uh, they should win that game, but worse than the Lions after last week. I mean, the, the Lions. <laughs> I I don't have enough time to get into them <laughs> with that coach. Like I, I was saying, I probably can only think of like Ooh. ten press conference Ooh. moments my whole life and that guy i think has three of them like he i love him no he's, he's awesome. he used up I, all his obscenes. i love him bro it's they're uh what's his face jared goff this year i was pulling up the percentages just because i just wanted to see his attempts and stuff 54 percent of his passes this year are within 10 yards down the field yeah that's disgust that's the highest by far comparative to like anybody else in the nfl like even Tua is sitting in the 47 percent range He's not very good. <laughs> what what about Danny Dimes? I know he's not very good either, but at home against a Raiders team that I, I definitely think defensively can be exploited. It's still a guy at times who he, lately he has toned down the rushing, but uh, it's not like he doesn't have that. And his price is always very reasonable at 56. We have to see what his cast of characters is around him because it changes every week with the injuries. But if you're looking for an off the wall target, I, I haven't ruled out uh, a giant stack just yet. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Jared Goff's completed 21% of deep balls this year. So not great. And at this rate, that offense is just absolutely terrible. They're, they're, they're on a buy this week, which is probably a good thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about running backs here. Then if we get into this, the top of the position is headlined by Alvin Kamara, but Jordan, I must present you an issue that I'm having with this phenomenal matchup. Okay, great matchup. But Jameis Winston goes down, and now it appears that Taysom Hill will probably be activated or be good to go this week. And if that is the case, I have some legitimate concerns about how that impacts Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, the the offense hasn't just given him the targets outside of that Seattle game where they just funneled it to him. At 8,200, I'm... I'm not sure I'm playing him over Eckler, who I think will be a little bit healthier this week comparative to last week. And against Philly, I think just better matchup. Or even Dalvin Cook against Baltimore, who against against, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals gave up some big runs to Mixon and Perrine. Eckler, 8,200, he just he hasn't been the receiving back that we've wanted him to be in years past. Ben, what are you doing with Kamara? Yeah, it's very, very difficult. I mean... Taysom Hill is we, we saw this at times last year. It's just not the guy you want there. He's a vulture around the goal line. He doesn't look to check down nearly as much. It's a very good matchup. And I think you can go there if it's what do you think the chances are that it's Simeon? Um, like zero. I can't imagine it's Trevor Simeon. <laughs> and, and he didn't look he, bad. He did it. They won. And he threw it, but even if it is like Taysom Hill, does he still get those goal line carries? You know, probably. So check this out from weeks one through five when Taysom Hill was healthy, there were four goal line carries on the team. Him and Kamara both had two. 
There were 10 carries inside the 10-yard line. Kamara had four, Winston had one, and Taysom Hill had five. So that's one aspect of this that I don't like. It's the goal line case. It's not even that I don't think he'll be targeted in the passing game or that he won't get carries. Like, I think even if Taysom Hill's in, Kamara gets another 25 carries. You know, that might be a stretch, but 20-plus carries again. So that's fine. It's just at 8,200, you want that touchdown equity and the pass-catching upside, right? And I, I do think that long-time Saints, like Mark Ingram being back doesn't help the situation. Point. Like he's another yeah. guy. He's going to siphon off a little of both. He, he's a guy they trust immensely, and he immediately mm. has a role on this team. He'll be Latavius Murray. Yeah, and that's a factor. Like there was no yeah. Latavius Murray a couple right. weeks ago. Kamara, was, he wasn't catching the ball, but he was still running it like 25 times. I think those days are gone as well. So for me – I'm with you guys. I'm going to throw out Aaron Jones, though. Uh, the Chiefs are a mess. They can't stop anybody. I know Dylan is a concern, but Aaron Jones has monster games at times. 28th rush defense and rushing yards allowed per attempt for Kansas City. I think that Aaron Jones is primed for a big game. Yeah, love Aaron Jones this week, even though Dylan had 16 carries. And I will say, <laughs> I don't think it's insane in large field tournaments to give a couple looks to A.J. Dillon if they just lean heavily on the run game and he gets another heavy workload on the ground. But I do think a lot of that was the result of Aaron Jones getting a ton of work in the passing game with Devontae Adams, Lazard, and MBS being out. What are you doing at the top outside of Kamara, Jordan? Yeah, just to add into the Kamara fire here, against Seattle, he ran a route on 76% of dropbacks. This weekend, 45%. So big thing in drop, and Mark Ingram ran around on 25%. So Mark Ingram's already siphoning in that workload that's not even there at the top i love ezekiel elliott um he's been consistent this year he's still looking good he's i mean outside of the week one tampa bay run defense which everybody blew up about oh my god look how bad zeke looks he's just been chugging along i agree with ben aaron jones against kansas city is in a fantastic matchup and he has huge touchdown upside because they can't really stop anything Joe Mixon's in an interesting spot against Cleveland. I'm just uh, divisional games in the AFC North at this time of the year start to get ugly. And I'm just not sure I'm going to pay that 7,100 price tag. I'd rather go to Chubb at 67. Yeah. I don't want to pay for Mixon there either. Um, ben, it's crazy. Just thinking about this now, Aaron Jones is probably the best DFS back out there and and let me explain right he's going to have some ugly games people are going to worry about aj Dillon each week but aaron jones is still the rb5 on the season and that is because he has so many opportunities well not i shouldn't say so many but every season aaron jones has those those handful of games where he just absolutely blows everything up right and he had one earlier this season against detroit and each of his last two of his last three games have both been good as well. They're not going to kill you, but he's the type of guy that can, can, can manufacture so many fantasy points in a single game that he can still be in the top five at his position, despite somebody like Dylan vulturing a ton of opportunities on the ground. Yeah. I mean, he, he checks a ton of the boxes on a team that scores a lot of points. Uh, he's the type of guy who can contribute in a lot of different game scripts and yeah, you almost want, you know, when we're talking about these tournaments, most of what we talk about is geared for large field tournaments and things where you need upside. So I'd rather have a guy, an elite player that has some bad games, because if you look at like the fantasy points per game, 
if it's pretty steady amongst all those players, if he has a couple duds in there, that means he has a couple absolutely monster games to bring that average back up. And Aaron Jones, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. He has these games where he just consolidates all the TD equity somehow. Uh, always has that tournament appeal. Where are you going in the mid-range? So it's a, it's a weird mid-range because everybody, you know, Saquon's sporting a Q-tag. Robinson, it looks like he avoided major injury, but still sporting a Q-tag. Nick Chubb, I don't know exactly what you go there. Harris has a much tougher matchup. I really don't love a ton here. Uh, the, I was Daryl Williams was a guy I liked last night. Don't know if I want to go to him. They're using guys I've legit never heard of. Who was that guy last night? Derek. <laughs> hey, like, come on, a, man. He was recruited and played at Alabama, all right? He, he never... transferred to Louisiana Monroe. Jordan, you're not get, your Alabama love's not going to get us here. No, no, hey. no. He was talented. He just played behind Najee and Josh Jacobs. All right. Like, <laughs> it, it's just like, oh, uh, it, that makes it really, really difficult. I mean, I don't like a lot here. Cordero Patterson, uh, it, it, you can't run against the Saints, though. It's like, can he contribute solely through the target share that he's going to need to have? Obviously, Matt Ryan and them were terrible. So for me, I'm going to either have to pay north of seven, where I like a lot of the backs, or really go down because for me, the six K range is not one that I'm super excited about. I have an argument to make for Daryl Williams. And I was assuming that Derek Gore thing would scare a lot of people off, but check this out. The chiefs offense isn't very good right now. They can't complete passes downfield, right? Like the longest pass Mahomes had last game was to Miko Hardman that he threw to him like on a bubble screen, right? Daryl Williams ran a route on 74% of dropbacks yesterday. And while we're all focusing on Gore, and, and, and listen, it makes sense because he had that one insane drive and definitely got mixed in. Daryl Williams at the same time still saw 19 touches and six targets for 61 yards in the passing game. If we start to see Frank Gore maybe take a, a small chunk of that passing work, or, or, or sorry, uh, a chunk of, of the rushing work, but Daryl Williams, by the way, only one to be targeted yesterday. Jarek McKinnon was not targeted. Derek Gore was not targeted. And we see Williams begin to get more work as a pass catching back on a team that's struggling right now and has to face Green Bay. I think low ownership comes as a result of the Derek Gore news or Derek Gore performance yesterday. And Daryl Williams might actually be pretty solid in PPR formats. But that's just a, an outside of the box way of looking at it. I get it. I just think there's more there's just more unknowns with Kansas City than other teams because they sure. implement weird personnel and they've just got a, a multitude of backs that at times seemingly contribute out of nowhere. Jordan, what do you like in the mid-range? I like Elijah Mitchell. Um the yeah, Arizona Cardinals great. run defense is awful. And if they don't have Kyler, because I believe he has that sprained ankle, he might miss this week. This could be a positive game script for the San Francisco like rushing attack. And I mean Elijah Mitchell or their Jimmy Garoppolo took two rushing touchdowns yesterday. That's like the only time he's ever done that in his career. At 5,800, I think that's the only running back in the mid-range that I actually like. I, I hate this range to look and get more into it where it's just very ugly at this time of the year because it's a bunch of guys who are a price, their price is a product of injury, except for maybe Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs. I know people probably get tired of me talking about Devontae Booker, but I – I don't really think he gets a fair shake. Hear me out. So against Carolina, they were up. They blew him out. And Elijah Penny came in and got cleanup duty in the fourth quarter again. Okay. 
They got smoked by the Rams the game prior to that. Elijah Penny played the entire fourth quarter. Uh, Devontae Booker still saw 15 looks in three quarters. Uh, last game, 17 touches in what? Like three three and a, and a little bit of the fourth maybe? Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, he did score. No, yeah, yeah. He came out midway through the fourth because I needed, a, I needed one yard from him to go over the rushing total, and Elijah Penny came in and iced the game. And then last night, Ben, 21 looks for Devontae Booker. Now, get this. I've been talking about how his snap counts would look a lot different if they weren't involved in blowouts. Yesterday, he played 93% of snaps. Devontae Booker was on the field for almost every single snap of the game. Uh, and Saquon Barkley said he didn't play yesterday because of too much swelling and bruising in his ankle still, but hopes to play in week nine, even though they have a week 10 bye. He ain't playing in week nine if there's too much swelling and bruising on Monday night. You know, sorry, I don't see it happening. But all I'm saying is in a game that has a three-point spread, against a not good Ra uh, Raiders run defense. I don't think it's insane to think that Devontae Booker, a guy getting almost 100% of snaps per game, could still be viable. I, I would assume he's going to get very little ownership once again. I'd agree with that. Obviously, I know you're, you're saying this too. We have to make sure that Saquon is of ruled yes, out, of course. Of course. Of course. Of yeah. course. Uh, but if that's the case, there is nobody else that's going to garner significant uh, work and as I, I brought this up earlier, and I do think it can regress positively, but right now in the short term, Daniel Jones has really toned down his rushing upside, which yeah. helps a guy like Booker. You know, in the early part of the year, Daniel Jones is saying, "Okay, no worries, uh, I'll garner the, you know the lead back status for this team." If he's not going to do that, someone else, and it's going to be Booker, is going to have to carry that. So, in a matchup against the Raiders, I, I certainly think you can go that avenue. And Jordan mentioned the good one, and, and Eli Mitchell. He's going to see in this game probably another, you know, 16 to 20 carries. The only difference is Booker or Mitchell's on a better offense, probably a little bit more touchdown equity, but zero pass catching upside. Whereas Devontae Booker, you're hoping that, you know, he just gets there like he did yesterday on volume alone. So both of those guys definitely have the advantages and, and a couple of drawbacks, but I like them. What about Jordan Damian Harris against Carolina? Uh, and you know, I'm throwing this out there because I'm going to have a lot of them this week, assuming ownership isn't high. Ben, plug your nose, fella, cover your ears. I think Miles Gaskin is a really good play this week against Houston. <laughs> I, I mean, do. Damien Harris against Carolina at his price tag. I don't love him because again, Carolina got back Jack Thompson this weekend and you see the difference. Atlanta was riding red hot and we were awful and all of a sudden we're getting turnover Stefan Gilmore made some big plays against the Patriots I think we're going to be keyed in more on the run and force Mac Jones to beat us through the air which I mean is a better game strip and we're not the Chargers I think 6k is a little too pricey for me with Damian Harris but Miles Gaskin is in that good spot it's just like I don't trust them to give him the work <laughs> it just feels like a team that Duke Johnson will be activated on Sunday and all of a sudden get four or five catches, which you just expect Miles Gaskins to do. And they're just a, an awful, awful offense for me to buy into. How about you, Ben? Anybody else here stand out to you? I mean, yeah, for Miles Gaskin, it's just difficult. It reminds me a little of the Eagles in the sense that there's a very real chance that we see a game script we just haven't seen. And I don't know. I don't know what that means. That is fair. Like yeah. it could just be the unknown. What happens if they, if they cover miles Gaskins is going to be in a totally different situation than he's been in all season. So we got to keep an eye on that. 
other than that, no. He's I mean, strictly an ownership play for me, though. If everyone feels yeah. that way and Gaskin's like 3% at 5,800 with a 27-point implied total, I'll take some shots. And that's more than fair. I, I totally get that. I just It's sometimes different with these teams where it's like, oh, we know he's going to get the passing work. Not if they crush Like There is a chance that Miami just mops the floor with this team. This is one of their only opportunities to do that. So uh, we have to keep that in mind. You got the Cardinals backs. There's just a lot of true timeshares down here for me. I, I'll wait and see if anything opens up uh, injury-wise. But if not, I think it's pretty slim pickings for true pay-down backs. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit more intrigued by some of these guys than you are. Yeah. Uh, of course, large field tournaments. I'll take the volume with them. That's really what it comes down to and hope that the volume gets them there. Anybody down here that's just cheap, Jordan, that stands out, maybe a Mike Davis or an A.J. Dillon coming off a 16-carry game and looking really good, by the way, on the ground. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Dillon's down here. That's pretty good. Um, Javante and Melvin Gordon obviously have been in a little bit of a timeshare, but I think they're reasonably a reasonable good matchups against Dallas. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that really stands out. I mean, if James Robinson does miss and you just want to completely punt running back, I don't see why Carlos Hyde wouldn't be a bad option. They did just uh, sign back the running back. What's his name? The Uxigbo. He's now promoted, I guess, to their roster, which says that James Robinson might be missing this week. David Johnson against Miami is another just he's him and Rex Burkett are going to be the two lead backs. I thought it was going to be Philip Lindsay, but Rex Burkett was the one who found the end zone late against that Rams team. Other than that, it's a really dead position. Yeah, it is. Steven said, doesn't Booker have some awful advanced stats? So it's just a volume thing. And to be fair, he actually had some really nice runs, a 40 yard reception yesterday. Uh, but yeah, no, Booker's not particularly good. If Joe judge wants to give him the ball though, 20 times a game, that's that's what I'm saying. That's fine. You have you have to th- consider that. Like you don't have to be great to to break off a, a decent player. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, and I guess Ben, I wanted to touch on one last thing. What are you doing with the Eagles' backfield? For me, I really just want no piece of it this week at the increased price points. No, not no interest whatsoever. Uh, we. It's funny. We alluded to this on the show, and for the most part, I kind of took my own advice, which is sometimes good if it works out. If the Eagles are really good, it's actually, I think, a net negative because Jordan Howard's not playable, but he's just a a, a vulture. And these other guys, I mean, Gainwell was non-existent. Who would have thought that? You really want the Chargers to push them and Jalen Hurts to get out. I, I see no interest in a backfield with multiple guys that right now don't have super clear, clearly defined roles. Talk wide receivers, but before we do, you know what it is. Yahoo Fantasy. Dude, you got to start playing over there. I've been I've been over there a lot more often. A lot more often. Uh, oh, God damn, you got to be kidding me. COVID case in uh, my daughter's daycare. I swear to God, this is the worst thing ever, man. If you could keep your kids out of daycare, just do it. Seriously, just do it. This is unreal. So is Yahoo Fantasy, though, and the deal that we have going on with them, because if you haven't jumped in on it yet, you're nuts. I mean, that. I mean, you might even be a little slow if you sign up using the promo code. Or that's not right. If you sign up using the link in the description below or the one that our producer, Tyler Zander, is about to put in chat right now, you will get a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum. That's a $90 value. Okay, everything on the site, ownership, top stack tool, boom, bust tool. 
the lineup builder for every sport, football, basketball, hockey, MMA, PGA, NASCAR, eSports, everything on the site. If these sites like Yahoo have contests for them, we've got premium content, all of which built by Alex Baker, Osmo himself, number one ranked DFS player out there. But for real, all you do is sign up and deposit $10 for your first time. That's it. Sign up with our link, deposit $10. They'll send our, your information to us. We'll get in touch with you, get you set up for your free account. Be sure when you do too, join the Discord, join the Office Hours channel where you've got the pros helping you um, to, to, to better your game, all of that. If you haven't done it yet, you still got time. One free month, $90 value. All you do is sign up, you deposit $10, and they'll send information to us. The best part too is they'll give you a $10 credit on the site, so you're literally getting it for free, and now you've got $20 over there to play on Yahoo. And last thing, all of the tools that we have, are built. We have Yahoo tools built into them as well. So ownership, player projections, boom, bust, all that Yahoo. You can use it for that. It's a win-win. Check it out. Yahoo fantasy sports. All right, Ben, let's go to wide receivers here. Devontae Adams. If he plays, how do you get away from him against the Chiefs? seeing what we seeing how bad they've been? Uh, yeah, it's hard to want to get away. From, I mean, he's just a phenomenal play. The only way that you can is if you want to, you know, ownership wise, if he's extremely popular and you say, you know what, Aaron Jones has a real good chance to take all the touchdowns. We've seen that Devonta Adams can be great, but still not optimal. So there's no, I'm not going to push back on anything matchup wise. He should absolutely dominate Kansas City's just awful secondary. But at the same time, I already talked about, I, I like a couple of top end running backs. You start putting Devonte Adams in there. Salary is going to quickly become uh, a problem. So it's not as easy as just, oh, play him because he's in such a good matchup. What about you up top, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Devontae Adams is really, really hard to get away from. And same as Tyree Kill, both of them in the same game have great matchups, especially with Jair Alexander most likely being out again. Um, Stefan Diggs at 7,700, that price, like he's going to have one of these weeks that are just going to blow up. I'm hoping <laughs> that I can guess it correctly because he just seems to have hurt me each week i know he had a touchdown against the dolphins but it just wasn't the week that i was anticipating against that defense i'm interested to see jamar chase's ownership because at 7600 we've seen some receivers get the better of the cleveland secondary tyree kill in week one went for 40 mike williams in week five went for 40 um cooks d hop jefferson all went over 20 yard or 20 points I mean, Deontay Johnson last game, 13 targets, six catches, 98 yards, just didn't get the end zone and didn't get the 100-yard bonus. But Jamar Chase and that Cincy offense has uh, been electric and slate-breaking at times. I'm with you. Yeah, the the amount of targets that – or I'm sorry, the amount of touchdown equity this guy has right now in this offense is out of control. I mean, he's scored in all but two games this season. He's, he's, he's incredible. Uh, but I, I think the mid-range too, Ben, has some really interesting options here. And I will say too uh, that someone like Mike Williams, I have no problem getting back to him if people are just getting off of them completely. A big body receiver makes circus catches. If this is a game and has a fifty and a half point total, that we start seeing so, some some shootout potential, which I'll believe it when I see it. I just I'm not sure that Jalen Hurts can involve himself in a shootout at this point. Uh, I still think though that Mike Williams. Could be a, you know, dark, not a dart throw, but a, a low on tournament play with insane an insanely high ceiling. We'll see what the ownership comes in at. But you've got Keenan Allen in the mid range. Brandon Cooks is interesting to me as well. They actually have a, a, I think, 21 point total, which is pretty high for Houston against the Miami defense that has been gutted through the air. Marcus Brown's been awesome. 
coming off a 14 target game and now a bye week. Cortland Sutton's going to have to, or they're going to have to throw with Denver with Teddy Bridgewater, huge dogs in Dallas. And then Jalen Waddle, I'm just throwing out an array of players here against Houston, man. They're not using him right, but the targets are there every week. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of different options. You mentioned the, the Chargers receivers. If you're going to stack up them, that's a pretty good game environment, no doubt. Uh, and as you work down, you do have Hollywood Brown, who probably be a really good attachment with Lamar Sutton. He's going to draw digs, but still uh, no problem with that. I also want to bring up Amari Cooper is sub 6K, 5,700 for him. Pretty appealing. I assume that Dak will be throwing him the ball this week. A lot of, a lot of opportunities there. So this is to me the much deeper position. You know, we're already talking about guys, you know, hovering around 6K high fives. To me, if you, you cross over back to running back, the, the talent gap is immense. These are really good players in some case, uh, primary targets on some offenses that you can get to. So uh, this is where I will try to save some money. No doubt. And, and let me be clear. If it comes down to a flex spot between, you know, one of these mid-range wide receivers and one of the mid-range running backs we talked about, I'm going to these receivers. There's, there's no question. There's too many good ones here, Jordan. Uh, the mid-range is really deep this week. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking at it. And I mean, all the guys you said, and even Cortland Sutton at 5,900 in the yeah. negative game script, like he's shown some big games and Teddy does leave the ball up there. And the Dallas defense is one of those that they give up their bend, but don't break. So they give up a bunch of big fantasy days, to players, but they just don't give up a ton of touchdowns and create a bunch of turnovers. The mid K range is great. And even the lower one, I know you mentioned Hollywood Brown. But Rashad Bateman still 4K. I mean, <laughs> he's the same price as Jalen Rieger, and he's gone back-to-back weeks with six targets, and I, I'm surprised to see him this low, to be honest. You know, I'll tell you what, Jordan. The Cortland Sutton games have been tough to predict, but he still leads the entire league in deep targets. Like, there are games where he can absolutely explode, and – you know, Teddy Bridgewater might not be the best quarterback out there, but if you're playing from behind 14 points, which is very possible, this could be another double-digit target game for Sutton. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think that's an interesting spot for sure. What about loads here, Ben? Jerry yeah, Judy's I mean, coming back. I'm sorry, Jerry Judy and Rashad Bateman were the only real guys I had as, like, players I'm, I'm really looking at. Is there anybody else down there? So I think this is where you, you want to craft kind of how the lineup is going to look. If you're looking for maybe that second option on a stack or, or Bateman is down there as well. Uh, you've got Hardman, you know, you mentioned that they can get him involved and say you can't afford Tyreek and you, you're, you go to like Rogers, Devontae Adams, you want some exposure to the chief, something like that. I think things like that could work, but all in all, some of these guys, it's pretty bad volume or they're just like the third or fourth option. Uh, on a team I think Bateman's the one guy there's a chance that ultimately I, I think he has a real chance to become Lamar's top end target over time he's a really good player obviously got off to a rough start injury wise but his price is going to continue to rise in my opinion so that's where I'll probably look and I think that's where the majority of people will look to pay down yeah I think so too I don't know it just feels kind of ugly once you get into the real value spots of wide receiver Jordan yeah no I mean again we've mentioned Bateman i if the matchup's tough. I will like to point out, though, that Jamal Agnew is now full-time role in the slot for Jacksonville. He's basically bumped out Chenault, so he's kind of getting well, – he's going to get volume with that offense. Um, Michael Gallup, if Dak returns, I think at 3,900 is someone you could 
find your way to. But other than that, it's definitely the second like stack options. Like if you go Rogers and you want Marquez Valdez, if he gets gives it a go, or Josh Allen and you play Gabe Davis type of uh, game script or stack dependent of these guys down here. Wide receivers at the bottom are probably exactly what you guys are saying. You know, the stack second or third options in a stack. And, you know, like Tim Patrick played 95% of snaps last week. Maybe Tim Patrick does it and not Judy or Sutton. Who knows? Maybe it's an AJ Green week. I don't know. But yeah, there's nobody that really stands out. Tight end gets kind of ugly too, but uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. And I think I forgot to mention it earlier, but we have free content today on the site. NBA player rankings, PGA rankings, NHL player projections are all free. Tyler, can we pull up Hall of Fame real quick? Yeah. Okay. Let, let me shout. Let me shout some people out here because have you seen what Jordan Burkhardt is doing? You guys have not seen what Jordan Burkhardt has been doing. Yes, the uh, he won like 138k on a showdown last week, and then 70k in basketball or something crazy. Yeah, and then 52,000 the next day. That's just ridiculous. No, he's been on a stretch. Let's just play his lineups. What, what, why don't we have him on the show? <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> Guy, guys on an absolute heater, and we like yeah, to show guy. this stuff. Yeah, it's not last oh, night. What's that? This guy last night, Jay Hood, just 100k. You see this? Oh yeah, yeah, with the awesome avatar. Look, see, he's got that avatar right there. All you got to do, first of all, to get featured up here, because it's fun to be acknowledged, right? Recognized, especially when you hit a huge one like he did. Um, all you have to do is download the avatar at awesomeocom slash avatar. Download the Awesomeo profile picture and tweet your wins at Awesomeo Hall of Fame. Awesomeo H-O-F. Get a free month of Awesomeo Plus Platinum. Again, $90 value. If you finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more, or even if you just want to show it off and say, hey, maybe I can get up there. We got you covered. Maybe you don't have the avatar. You should, but if you don't, whatever. It can be nickel, penny, or the it can be a 25-cent quarter arcade or jukebox, whatever it is. If you have a decent win in a big field, even if it's 50 bucks, that's whatever. We still got you. So uh, be sure to check that out and download the avatar and get in there. The one thing that's crazy to me is that he played Tyus Jones with John Morant active, Ben. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, Morant, a little banged up. Uh, and, you know, to win these, you got to do something, obviously. Yeah, you got to do some things. You got to do some things, and you need everything to connect. It certainly did. Uh, Drummond is an absolute monster right now. You were talking about that. Uh, so congratulations, obviously. It's very cool to see people taking advantage of the tools and having some success with it. Absolutely. Six-figure win to J-Hood. Congrats, man. Uh, next up, you got – oh, he tweeted us, too. He said, thank you for all the content. Pulled my largest win last night. Awesome. Okay, cool. Glad to see that as well. Nick Lamor Lamaro says, big ups for the analysis. 785. Good stuff, Nick. Third place in the Daily Dollar single entry. Those are tough to win. Huge shout-out to Awesome. Only a year in the playing fantasy, and it's been paying off more and more. Boom, 1,500. Third place. Get it, fella. And uh, is that? Yep, that's a free month as well. Way over, way over five thousand people. Iron Mike with a thousand dollar bank right there. And then we wrap it up here with K two Temple Owls. Uh, wow. Okay, look at that sandwiched in between two Awesomeo lineups. That's good stuff. Awesomeo Temple Owl Temple Owl Awesomeo. Great stuff. Congrats to everyone. Download that profile pic and hit us up at Awesomeo H O F and includes, of course, include myself, Ben and and Jordan in those. 
when you do, because we like to see uh, the wins. Tight ends, defense, special team. Ben, Travis Kelsey is at the top, but should he be? So should he be? That's an interesting question. I think probably he still should be, but man, just if you're playing the old, like if you have the money and you're spending up in the Packers game, what nine out of 10 people, I feel like are going to go to Tyreek over Travis Kelsey this week. I mean, how, how could you not want to in the recency bias department? I feel like this is such an obvious pay down spot with tight end. God, just the game theory aspect of it make wants me to find the money to play Travis Kelsey, but he looked just, I mean, beyond just an outlier game, he just looked completely lost. And it's been not just that game. He's had okay games. Where was the Travis last Travis Kelsey explosion where it was like, we needed this guy in our lineups to be uh, in the hunt? I don't know, Jordan. I don't, I, it, it has to, we have to find some type of balance for some homeostasis, right? Like Kelsey has to, I know people want to talk about his age, but I think it's silly to act like the guy had three huge weeks to start the season. And now it's just, Oh yeah, no, he's not good anymore. Cause he's getting old. I mean, it's the, the shave of the beard, you know, so you just can't do it. You just can't shave your beard before the could season. Be it. Could be it. It's just neg- I mean, I don't, I just don't know what this Chiefs offense is doing. It feels like they do that read option play where Kelsey comes all across the line of scrimmage and that layup throw, which would get you, you know, two, three points on a consistent basis for his DraftKings, that throw is not there anymore. And they're not getting anything easy. And, I mean, he's fumbling. He's falling out of his routes. It's it's ugly for him. I don't know what's going on. But this week for tight end, it's – I'm not sure we can trust Waller. <laughs> I'm looking at Kyle Pitts against the Saints and looking at Demario Davis and the pieces they have. They have a bunch of players who are going to give him fits. I think Mark Andrews is the best top option at the position. Our boy Shamwell says, hold up. How are you hating on Casey? Kelsey? Did you guys watch the game? No, I, I did watch the game. That's the problem. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't, if you think that teams weren't doubling Kelsey before, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, <laughs> no one's saying he's bad. He had a bad game. Like, yeah. Kelsey, there's no way Kelsey would not tell you that he didn't have a bad game yesterday. But it's, to me, I'm more concerned not about the game. It's just it's been a long stretch. He is not when you're paying yeah. 7K for a tight end. You can't have just a, oh, he's better than all these other guys. He needs to be in a different stratosphere. And right now that's just not happening. It's not his fault solely. But the Chiefs offense, you know, they don't have 400 passing yards to divvy up anymore in four passing TDs. It's it's about half that. And Kelsey had a couple spots where Patrick Mahomes just had some bad throws. I get that. But I mean, the fumble was pretty rough and like he just fell a couple times. So I, <laughs> I don't know. Ben, I, I still think that there's some value to be had at the tight end. You could look all the way to the bottom, but in the mid tier, like Mark Andrews against Minnesota is entirely fine to me. If George Kittle comes back at full strength, this could be a spot that we should absolutely be considering getting to because Debo Samuel's dealing with a, um, a calf injury. That's what held Kittle out on the IR. I don't know if he's going to be out, but if he is, he's been dominant, and Kittle would definitely assume a lot of that. Brandon Ayuk would factor in a lot more as well. And then Mike Kosicki uh, against Houston is another guy who's had some big games recently, so I don't hate the mid-range. No, not at all. And, you know, I'll throw in Dallas Goddard is certainly going to thrive going forward without Ertz. 
Uh, he hasn't been sensational, but he's still, you know, not finding the end zone and still been serviceable at 45. So in a game that should have more than 14 passing attempts from his side, I think he'll be just fine here. Uh, and tight end, the good thing about it, you have guys from Kelsey at the top, the guys hovering around 3K at the bottom that are all somewhat playable. What do you think in the mid-range, Jordan? Yeah, I'm just <clears throat> looking around. I, I do like Goddard against the Chargers. They've given up some decent weeks to tight ends, but I think I'm going to be paying down a little bit further in the position and going to Conklin against Baltimore, who struggled against tight ends, or even Mercedes Lewis, who if they don't elevate any tight ends, he's basically the only one left for Rodgers. And at that price against Kansas City's defense, I'll take it. Like he was, you know, he ran the second most routes out of their tight end position. He's had random touchdowns before. It would just be a fun little plug in if you don't have um, any piece of that game. You're not wrong, though. Chargers have allowed some huge games to tight ends, some really big games. The Njoku game, uh, a few others. Kelsey had a big game against them. I think Mark Dalton. That, I think that was like the Dalton Schultz game, too. They've given up some, some really big games. I'll throw a couple cheap guys out there that I think are fine. Uh, I don't like the matchup, but Dan Arnold is on the field a lot. He's running a ton of routes. He's getting targeted a lot. Not fun, but he's discounted. And then Tommy Sweeney. He actually ran routes on 75% of dropbacks last week, was targeted four times, nothing in the red zone. But if Dawson Knox is out in a good matchup against Jacksonville, this might be a, a worthwhile punt if you just wanted to, to throw somebody cheap in there in, the, in order to open it up elsewhere. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm totally on board with those type of guys. It, it's more if you're in a jam and you love the rest of your lineup. You're just hoping to fall into the end zone. Uh, I want to look at... You know, the, the Texans, the problem with the Texans is they just have like five tight ends somehow. It's it's quite <laughs> tilting. Like someone like Brevin Jordan, who is a rookie that I actually think could be pretty good. He finally showed some life and got some work. Him and Aikens were there. Farrell Brown was hurt. He's the stone man. It feels like chasing. It's also not the best game script considering they could hang in this game and Tyrod might be back. But you do have some punts, uh, one-offs, crazy type plays at the bottom. You getting any value, Jordan? Uh, I mean, I, I might be taking a stab at Conklin or anybody, but I, I mean, Ben, they did release that Jordan Aikens is on the trade block for the Texans. I know a lot of Brevin teams Jordan, are, going, baby. <laughs> are going after it, but hey, if Aikens goes to the Packers because they're interested in Evan Ingram and they're they're pretty much the same player at this point. <laughs> Time to wrap this one up, fellas. <laughs> With defense special teams under 3k we'll make this quick so we can get out of here i know ben you have a show or a call or something coming up next give me one defense or spe- uh, under 3000 jordan oof under 3k i will go with the 49ers against the cardinals if kyler is inactive that is what? the big if it's gonna be popular but i'll just pay for it okay what about you ben i go the browns 2,500 Garrett's unstoppable Burroughs made. He's a great player, but he makes mistakes. So uh, at the minute competitive game, I think that they can cause some pressure. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I almost just want to say Houston, maybe Miami's. just. What'd you say, Ben? I almost said Houston. No joke. I, I no, see it's that. Not, it's not crazy. I was going to say San Francisco if Kyler stopped it, but Jordan said that. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's insane. I don't know. There's going to be some cheap options to get to, but that'll do it for us. Thanks for hanging out as always. Hey, and one more thing. We got 264 watching. 
Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so. 28 to 100. I only asked once today. I was very good about that, but it does help us greatly to keep putting out free content, combat those YouTube overlords and the algorithms. So before you head out, tap that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We'll catch you back here for the next one. It's been the awesome NFL Strategy Show presented by Yahoo.